Hi, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. All right, so that was the Positively Suzanne jingle, which, you know, I say it all the time. I never get tired of hearing it. So that is Sarah Jessica Anderson. If you're looking to book her, I am her manager. Anyway, just kidding. So I am so excited and looking forward to 2020. Um, 2019 for me was an incredible year. Just so many good things um, happened in my life. And, you know, I made several decisions that I'm very proud of. There were several decisions that I made that did not bear the fruit that I thought that it would. But in every decision that I made, I learned something from it. Um, you know, I made the decision to stop my podcast in 2019. And with that just came so many different opportunities and learnings and connections. So I'm still excited to be on this journey still fairly new in the podcasting world, a little under six months. So very excited about that. You know, in 2018, I had a good year. I'm always mindful of spending quality times with loved ones. But I remember, you know, and I've said it before in 2018, um, I hadn't spent a lot of time with my dad because I was just very busy. And, you know, my dad had lived with me and I had said to him um, in the end of September, I said, hey, dad, I didn't get to, you know, take you anywhere um, this summer, but next summer, 2019, we're going to be doing all these things. And unfortunately, less than a month later, he passed away. And it was just a shock to the system. And it really highlighted to me and brought up to me that, you know, you have to cherish every moment and don't worry about, you know, the next, just try to enjoy every moment. And it's something that, you know, I've always tried to live, but there are times that you get busy and, you know, you heard me talk about it before about being productive, about being versus being busy. And I've tried to eliminate a lot of business in my life. That's not doing anything. Um, so started out rough in 2019, but I just wanted to do things that would honor my dad. My dad loved life and I wanted to do things that would make him proud. So each step that I I took, you know, I thought about his reaction and how proud he would be to see his little girl. And I'm really sad that he didn't get a chance to listen to me on the podcast, but I know that he's listening. Um, so anyway, don't want to get too emotional there, but 2019 was great. I made so many connections, especially at the She Podcast Lab in Atlanta. I'm looking forward to next year already. Just I think it's just going to be even bigger and better. But um, to wrap up this year, I'm glad to be back on track with the podcast. I'm glad to be back with, you know, new episodes every week. Um, you know, I promised you guys that I'll try to do a show every week and I'll try to answer a question. So for if you're joining me for the first time and I'm hoping you get a chance to listen to, you know, my other podcast, I hope you get a chance to follow me on social media. I am positively Suzanne at 
Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. So please go ahead and follow me on those mediums. But if you don't follow me and you're just introduced to me via the podcast and you're like, well, I don't do social media. I want to listen to the podcast and, you know, go back and listen to the older episodes. You'll definitely hear who I am. But I aim to inspire. I aim to motivate. I aim to empower. I want to find the positive in any circumstances, you know, no matter what you're going through, what is the good in that situation? What did you learn from it? That's how I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to live my life intentionally with intent, you know, every decision, every moment, I just want to enjoy the fullness thereof. So if you know nothing about me, I hope you definitely know that. So I live in America. I was born and raised in Jamaica. And I, you know, I came to America at a very young age. Um, I came at the end of my teen years and I've been here for a long time, but you know, I'm a Caribbean girl, so you can't take that out of me. And there's just so many customs and things that, you know, that I follow. And then there's just some American things. So sometimes it's like my house or my home is a blend of American and Jamaican. And, you know, I'm a child of God. So I'll talk about that. So if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear all of that. You'll hear about my family. You know, you'll hear about my kids who I'm very, very proud of. Um, You know, he, you'll hear about my husband, you know, my family, my friends, because I believe in authentic relationships. And, you know, in 2019, I did lose some people in my life, not, they didn't die, but I've kind of shifted away from them and separated myself from them because I realized that the journey that I was on, that they weren't on the journey with me. And I don't think they resented the journey, but they didn't understand the journey and they introduced a lot of negativity. And I want to love them from afar. I will pray for them. I will continue to greet them and acknowledge them. But you just cannot, you know, reside in the same place always with people. And even though sometimes people don't realize they're being negative, like, you know, somebody putting you down and, you know, words have power and they don't realize it. See, I remember a very long time ago when I was in high school, um, there was this phrase that they used to use like, oh, you're so stupid. And, you know, that was the phrase. And it was a simple phrase, but it bothered me. I didn't like it. And, you know, when my friends would say it, I said, I just don't like it. I don't like to be called that word. I don't like to call anybody that word. So don't use it when you're referring to me. So that's just who I am. But anyway, um, today I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome and why it's important to have a conversation about it. You know, I've mentioned on several occasions that I am the mother of two little girls and, you know, I talk to them about life. I talk to them about everything. So what is the imposter syndrome? So, um, I am going to school. I do mention that a lot um, because it's a significant part of my life right now. I have so much homework, but I read a lot of articles from the Harvard Business Review. And yeah, I'm not trying to sound hoity-toity. It's just my professors do um, assign a lot of those articles for you to read and compare and contrast. So one of the articles I was reading recently talked about imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome, you know, it can, it's called, it's a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persisted despite evident success. 
Imposters, they suffer from chronic self-doubt and sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their comp um, competence. So these people are very successful, but they don't feel like they belong. They feel like they've cheated. Um, you know, they feel like at any moment that it can be taken away from them. You know, they're unable to internalize their accomplishment, however successful they are. And a lot of them are high achieving. They're very successful, like I say. So they, you know, they suffer from this. And, you know, I don't want to call any names, but I, I've heard a few successful people talk about, you know, suffering from this and, you know, how they feel like their success wasn't theirs and they didn't belong. And, you know, they felt like a failure. They felt like a fraud. And I remember I was with a, a person that I met and, you know, I think they're fairly successful in their feeling. They had asked me the question, you know, do I think about the imposter syndrome and do I feel like an imposter? Because I think she felt that I was very confident, you know, and I was very honest. I said, I, I don't. Um, and I know she was taken aback because, okay, guys, not everything that is out there, somebody suffers from. I spent a lot of my life and I'm so happy that I am where I am in terms of confidence, not in terms of success, because I still have a long way to go. I am successful in many aspects, but I still have a long way to go. Um, but one of the reasons why I feel like I don't suffer from the imposter syndrome, it's because I spent a lot of my life feeling like I wasn't good enough. I spent a lot of, you know, my life doubting who I was, um, you know, when I was a teen, when I was growing up, you know, when I came from Jamaica and I came to America, I was very dark. So, you know, being called, you know, too dark or, uh, you know, not pretty enough, you know, hair, not so long enough, not straight enough, you know, all these stereotypes and things were placed on me and I struggled to find my place. And it's something that I had to learn on my own because, you know, I am Caribbean and I come from, you know, I'm from Caribbean parents and it's not something that they did. It's not something that they, you know, they get up every day and tell you that you're good looking and you, you know, you're beautiful and things like that. You know, they'll tell you that you're smart. They love saying that you're smart. And, you know, if somebody's beautiful, they'll say it, but trust me, that wasn't something that was happening for me. And, you know, being raised like that and not being told that it just, it wasn't even something like I said, I felt bad. I was depressed about it, but it just, I accepted as a fact that I wasn't beautiful. And then when I started to believe that I was, it's just something that I got up one day and, you know, I realized that I was, but I had spent a lot of times, you know, being compared to light skinned girls and I'd been compared to girls with long curly hair and all these other, you know, images and things that didn't make me feel like I measured up. So it took a long time for me to get here. It took a long time for me to be confident in who I am. It took a long time for me to love every single thing about me, stretch marks, cellulite, warts and all. And I am telling you, I love me. And one of the things when I meet people, not only do I tell them that I love me, I tell them that they should love themselves. Just like how I love me, I want them to love themselves because I like to empower other women to feel better about themselves, no matter what they look like. And I know a few women that are absolutely beautiful 
and they don't feel that way. I know women that are smart that they don't feel that way because they either look at society standards or somebody, a loved one, um, you know, will say these things to them and they just don't believe that they are these things. So, you know, going back to the lady that I, you know, I chatted with and, you know, she looked taken aback when I said I didn't have it, but I'm not going to claim something that I don't have because I know that it took me a long time to get to where I am okay. I am comfortable being me. I am comfortable celebrating me. Um, you know, dark skin, short hair, long hair, straight hair, curly hair, kinky hair, you know, whatever. And, you know, I wear weaves, I wear wigs, I wear braids, I do natural hair, I do whatever I want to do because like I said, I love me. And that's why I know that I don't suffer from that. And, you know, all my accomplishments in the professional field, in the academic field, you know, being married with kids and things like that, I don't feel like, you know, I'm better than others or in a better place than others, but I am just happy with where I am. And when you get to that point in your life where you're not looking at your life as compared to others. You're not looking at your career as compared to somebody else. You're not looking at your academics, your education as compared to somebody else. I love my job and I'm working at my job and there's people who are ahead of me. There's people who are behind me and I know the path that I want to go on. You know, in my academic field, I chose to pursue a degree because I wanted it, not because somebody else had it. You know, in my marriage, I'm very intentional about what I want from my marriage, my expectation, um, you know, being a mother, being a wife, being a minister in my church, you know, being a friend, the relationships that I have, I'm very intentional about it. So when you get to a point in your life where you're happy being you, where you're not comparing yourself to anybody else, I think it's a great place to be because there's going to be people who are better looking. There's going to be people who are better cooks. There's going to be better singers, better dancers, smarter, brighter, whatever it is, there is always going to be somebody that surpasses you. Um, but don't look at that. So I never look at myself in comparison to somebody else. I always just look at myself to say, this is where I am and I am happy. So that is truly what I would want for someone, for them to get to the point where they just love themselves without comparing themselves to others and just being happy in who they are. So and like I said, you know, the imposter syndrome, it is real. It is something that many successful people suffer from. And even people that are not successful, they suffer from feeling like they're not good enough. So they feel unworthy and they don't try. They don't go after a goal or a dream because they, A, they feel like, you know, this is impossible. Nobody in my family ever did it. None of my friends did it. Or the uh, the reverse of that is, you know, all my friends are successful or all the people that I know and I'm not smart enough or, you know, or pretty enough. And whatever the reason they choose not to are, they're afraid to go after it. But I just want to encourage someone Go after whatever it is. And if you fail, you fail, but you'll know that you went after it. And, you know, here's the thing. You might not fail. You might make it. And how glorious will 
that be. So nothing to anyone that is suffering from the imposter syndrome. I know that is real. And for those of you, I will pray for you. I will pray that you'll see how incredible you are, how smart you are, how successful that you are, and that you deserve every goodness that is coming to you, every goodness that you have worked so hard, every accomplishment, every medal, every goal. So don't feel bad. I know it's not something easy that you're going to get over, but I hope this message encourages you to reach forward. And for those of you who are afraid to start because you feel that you're never going to hit it, why not? Go after it. You know, people are going to talk no matter what you do. So you might as well give them something to talk about, right? And that's how I feel. So no, I do not suffer from the imposter syndrome. Yes, I am very confident because I love everything about me. And I want to encourage you to love everything about you. Doesn't mean, and you know, my previous episode, I talked about being okay with being perfectly imperfect. And I'm okay with that. You know, it's funny. All right, so I'm not going to shout my age out, but I get pimples and it's so funny. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm an adult. How am I still getting pimples? And, you know, sometimes, I, you know, I'll try to conceal it and cover it up. But then sometimes I'm like, you know, it's a pimple. Um, anybody remember that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, when the husband, well, not the husband, the father put Windex on everything and he was, and then the husband, when they were in the car, the fiance, before he became the husband, had said he had a major pimple and then he had put some Windex on it. Hilarious movie, you know, by the way. So I didn't put any Windex on it, but I went out and, you know, I had a pimple and it's just, it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to go outside sometimes. I love head wraps and I'll wrap my hair sometimes and I'll go outside. You know, A, it's a part of my culture and B, I think I look quite fabulous with it, right? I think it was Jada Pinkett Smith. So I love her show, Red Table Talk. And, you know, she says, I think the turban makes her feel like a queen and I don't want to misquote her, but she loves it. And she just loves the way she looks in it and how she feels in it. So what is it that makes you feel like a queen? What is it that makes you feel like you are just powerful beyond? Do it and do more of it and continue to do more of it. So even though I don't suffer from the imposter syndrome, I do have moments of doubt. And, and it's funny, I have a brother who's autistic and maybe I'll invite him to the show at one point, but um he likes water. And I, sometimes I'm not in order <laughs> when I'm doing things and he'll get frustrated and I'll say to him, you know, like, Hey, and you know, it's okay. You don't have to get that upset. And I know sometimes why he gets upset, but you know, this is what I, I, I say to myself, you know, when I think about things that I am so incredible, blessed beyond blessings, numerous blessings. So there's no reason for me to lose it and, you know, get upset and about something that I went after that I didn't get. And I like my routines too, but sometimes my routine doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I have to readjust and re-strategize, but that's okay. I learned something in every single moment. So here's what I'm going to say to successful women who do not suffer from the imposter syndrome. When somebody says to you, 
they do not suffer from it. Believe them. Because just like how you don't, they certainly cannot also. It is our job as women to uplift and empower other women. In one of my episodes, I'm actually going to be talking about collaboration versus competition. So I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I just wanted to talk about that a little. I wanted to highlight that a little, and I wanted to invite you to send your questions to me to Suzanne at PositivelySuzanne.com about imposter syndrome and how it makes you feel, what steps you have taken to overcome it. Um, How do you know that you're suffering from it? And, you know, do you know anybody that suffered from it? And how did they recover? How did they come back? How did they fight it? As a mother of two little girls, it is so important to me to teach them about their self-worth. It is so important for me to have them value who they are um, and the whole package, you know, believing that they're beautiful, believing that they're smart, believing that they're capable of everything. And I think that's also another reason why I'm confident because I want my little girls to be confident in who they are. And, you know, seeing their mother being confident, I think is helpful for them and beneficial. And, you know, when I talk to them about, and I love these girls, they're just, they still, they have the Caribbean culture in them, even though they were born in America, you know, they're very respectful. It's the Mr. and mistress, it's the sister and the brother, um, in front of an adult's name. But I have these conversations with them and, you know, they're able to talk with me and, you know, just talk about how they feel about stuff or when they see kids being bullied or being called names, how they stand up for them. And, you know, they always say somebody's beautiful. That is just something that I love about these girls. They'll see somebody who might not be beautiful by the traditional standards and they're like, oh, she's so pretty and, you know, things like that. So I teach my kids that it's okay to tell another woman that they're beautiful and it's okay to tell somebody that, you know, they they like their dress, they like their sweater. You got to teach them at this age, right? Um, that's how they're going to grow up and that's how they're going to continue these practices. So yeah, I am going to continue to have conversation with them about the imposter syndrome. And I know that there were some words in there that it might be hard for them, but Hey, that's what the dictionary is for. And that's what Google is for. So my daughter, a lot of times I'll say to her, she was like, okay, I'll ask Google. And I'm like, no, you're going to use a dictionary. And she wants to know why we are using a dictionary when we have Google, but Hey, It's the parent in me. I always want them to learn. So how did you get your confidence? I'd love to hear from you about that. How did you get confident in who you are? And what is something that you would share with another woman? If you meet a woman that is suffering from low self-esteem, how do you lift her up? How do you empower her? So I... I'm always saying to somebody, oh, you look so beautiful. Um, And just don't make like it, you know, you're doing them a favor. Just have it flow naturally. And I think the more you say it, the easier it gets. Just say, hey, you look beautiful. And don't add anything to it. No, my mom is going to hurt me, but she'll... (laughs) She'll give a compliment that I call a a, a backhanded compliment, right? So I'll make something for dinner or make a dish. And she says, oh my goodness, that was really good. Must be because I was really hungry. And I was like, no, mom, it's not because you were hungry. It's because it was really good. But anyway, (laughs) that's my mama for you. 
but she does say that I make the best rice and peas. Now, I'm from Jamaica, like I mentioned, and our rice and peas is the business, all right? So if you think you can challenge my rice and peas, good luck with that, but my mom. And to get that compliment from my mother is a big, big thing because my mom is one of the best cook I know, and she is funny about her food. So for her to give me that compliment, you know it is true. But anyway, so give a woman a compliment that's not a backhanded compliment. Give a woman a compliment that just makes her shine. Give a woman a compliment that makes her like, wow. You know, when I walk outside sometimes and like another woman says to me, oh, you look very nice or you look, you're so pretty or, you know, whatever. It feels really good because I know that it's coming from a genuine place. So how about you do that for somebody else? That is my goal, people. I want to lift people up. I say it all the time. My mission is life is bigger than me. My mission in life is to be a blessing to others. So if you're listening to my show, you're going to get off feeling positive. You're going to get off feeling confident. I don't know what you look like. I don't even need to know what you look like, but I'm telling you you're beautiful. I'm telling you you're talented. I am telling you you're smart. Why? Because it's important that you know that. It's important that you tell other women. It's important that you tell your kids. Be in love with you. I'm not saying be conceited. I am saying being confident. Be in love with who you are. So, until the next episode, this is Suzanne saying, I'm confident because I love me. Everything about me doesn't mean that there are things that can't be improved. Doesn't mean that there are things that I cannot change or I don't want to change. But I love everything about me, including the pieces that needs to grow. So I hope you can say the same thing. So say it with me. I love the entire me. Oh, by the way, I know I said I was going to wrap up, but like I, if you listen, my husband says, I don't know how to tell a short story. So we saw Miss Universe win. Miss South Africa won Miss Universe. It was glorious. My goodness. And, you know, I posted about it. I posted a video. And, you know, some people will not understand why it's a big deal. But it is a very big deal to see this beautiful, stunning queen. She's intelligent. Um, you know, she's beautiful. She has her natural hair. And she is just radiant. And my daughter recently decided she's going to start her natural hair journey. And I'm encouraging her with that and, you know, try to get her to do different things. But I know that I've gotten a few comments from people, you know, talking about her natural hair. And, you know, I just, I take it all in stride and I'm happy for her. But for her to see that was just everything. So I'm going to try this again until you hear from me again. I want you to know that you're beautiful, you're talented, you're smart, and you're worthy. And I want you to love everything about you, even the things that you're trying to change. Love who you are, love where you are. Until next time, this is Suzanne saying ta-ta.